to Expounded Universe, Season 12, Episode 7, Curse Your Plotting But Inevitable Betrayal. The book, Ruins of Dantooine, by Veronica Whitley Robinson and Hayden Blackman. The year, 2004, Chapters 14 and 15, featuring Jeff, and introducing John as himself. Let's go! Folks, welcome back to the last installment of this book. Oh my goodness, we're finally done with the Star Wars Galaxies uh, literary universe. I don't think there's another book set in it. I, don't, I mean, I'm not 100% sure. There's a short story set in it, but uh, I, I think this book might have put their nail in the coffin that it built itself. Yeah, nope, this is the the end of the full-length novels of star wars galaxies Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that there aren't more stories in the star wars galaxies you know there's a there's a private server or three open up these days opened up these days that are all free and easy to get onto uh so if you ever want to go play star wars galaxies and tell your own tales of intrigue and romance and over explaining minor details to fill the page space why the world is waiting for you it's true all of these galaxies open to you. Mm-hmm. All ten starting planets, plus however many they added later. I don't know. Uh, a couple. Yeah, more than one by 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 one. I bet. Yeah, I know and, that they added at more. least two. Yeah, bare minimum, two planets were added, so that's like twelve right there. Yeah. What more do you want? I know that with Revenge of the Sith, they decided to put out both Kashyyyk and Mustafar. With Revenge of the Sith? Oh, yeah, okay, all right. All right, makes, that makes sense, yeah, all right. Um, So, this book, this <laughs> these chapters suck. It's true, because, I mean, it's not like the betrayal isn't telegraphed so hard that you've just been waiting for it for chapters and chapters, and... It's not like they do anything interesting with it either. It's not surprising in any way. It's just like, yeah, okay. This this definitely played out the way I assumed it would. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, except that it happens way later than you'd expect, and it takes place among just a lot of not especially exciting middly little details. Uh, so, yeah, for having anyway, a this betrayal may- of someone, you're like, Man, there is no real tension or, like, there's nowhere for this to go. It just, like, if this was book one in a series, then sure, maybe. But well, for, maybe it was supposed to be. I mean, maybe they kind of set up that, like, ooh, they're gonna, there's, there's gonna be some clashing coming on later. But you're like, no, there isn't. Well, notably, they can't really kill... Uh, Dusk is, as far as I can tell, and I've tried to find out for sure, but I I haven't been able to, uh, Dusk is not in the MMO. Oh, no. You you can't go find her. Uh, She appears to be an original character for this book. Do not steal. Yeah. (laughs) Damn. My first plan. Oh, damn it. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, as far as I can tell, she's only in in the book. But you can go and find... uh, 
Finn in the game. He's he's standing around in the game. So presumably, unless uh, Hayden Blackman was all set to go in and delete him from the the, the game, they weren't going to kill him off. Hmm. He's like a quest giver or something. So yeah. so he had he had some kind of immunity. Some kind of immunity. I say quest giver like that game had quest givers as we know them. Every, everything about that. We keep using MMO terminology to describe this game that does not apply to it. Well, because we're it, using the industry standards. It did eventually apply to it. Uh, fair enough. That's, that is true. And I, I did go back and try it once after it changed everything. And it was empty and boring. And I don't even mean that in like <laughs> soul-crushingly empty. <laughs> yeah. Not in the way that I would describe you. But just like no one was playing it. And the... The uh, the only interesting thing about the game, which had been the ludicrously over convoluted character creation system, uh, was was replaced with just like press this button for smuggler. That's so, a real damn shame. I know. Like, granted, the the game's kind of very slow advancement system that was all skill driven was excruciatingly boring in practice, but in theory, it was really neat. Ah, ah, ah. So. I don't know. It's 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 I'm torn. It's a tough call. Yeah. So uh, we might as well get to the chapters and what's going on in them. This may be a shorter than usual episode because there's two chapters here, but I would say one thing happens in each of them. Yeah. I mean, it is it's weird that these last two chapters, you could combine them and call them epilogue. And that would be basically it, because that is that's all that's going on here is just the end of the story. Yeah, I would have said the one thing about these chapters that needed to be outside of an epilogue is the actual betrayal, but the rest of it is just uh, both of them getting rewarded by their respective handlers and being told that they're special, uh, and then they look out on the stars and think about each other, and that's that's your full-on sum-up. Yeah, and then they, they sing Somewhere Out There, and it's very touching. <laughs> oh, it's so sad, and we finally find out that that Dusk is an orphan. And these streets are not paved with cheese. <laughs> and you know what the saddest part is? That they're so separated by space and distance now that they can no longer make music together. <laughs> so, so sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, other songs from, from American Tale as well. <laughs> and also others. I can't remember any others. Those were the three I know. Uh, yeah. Nope. That's it. <laughs> I'm sure there's another one. I'm that sure. Movie, I haven't seen that yeah, I just don't remember it off the top of my head. And it's weird that I remember the Let's Make Music Together. Wait, is that even from Five Goes West? No, that's from All Dogs Go to Heaven. <laughs> I, I feel bad now for not having remembered that. But yeah, it definitely is, because that's the movie where they try and force Burt Reynolds to sing, and it sounds as bad as you'd think that would. Great. Yeah. Okay, so they've escaped from Dantooine and all those stormtroopers and soldiers and what have you that were hanging around on, on the spaceport. They're in hyperspace. They're more or less in the home stretch. Yeah. And, you know, at this point, we still have Dusk not having figured anything out. And she's just trying to be like jovial and be like, hey, we did it. Everything's super cool and great. And, oh, let me fix your leg because your shit's all fucked up. That's probably why you're being all dour and weird. Yeah. So. He's hanging out in the cockpit doing hyperspace stuff and she's like, "Hey, we got to fix your leg. You're you're not you're not doing so hot." And and we're on we're on we're in hyperspace and we're in uh, autopilot. I'm going to go back into the uh the big room at the back of the ship and get ready to take care of your leg. Why don't you come back in just a minute, okay? And he's like, 
Yeah, okay, whatever. Because he's Ugh. clearly going through some conflicted emotions given that he has to do some sudden betrayals here. Yeah. But uh, we uh, knew that there was a big old med kit back there from earlier, so finally, that mm-hmm. pays off. We get that Chekhov's med kit finally comes into play. Yeah, yeah, she goes back there and forgets where it had been and has to root around, but eventually she does find it, and boy, oh boy, the exciting rooting around for the med kit when there's no threat or anything action is uh, is gripping and tense. Oh, then yeah. she finds it, and she lays it out on a table, and you can tell how how urgent all this is because after she lays it out on the table, she's like, she's like, you know what? I'm gonna look around in here, and I'm gonna think about, uh, oh, you know uh, how this bench is too long. Why are there such long benches on starships? Oh yeah, the fact she's just like, huh? I wonder why you would build a bench like this. Oh well, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, I. <laughs> Yeah, there's this huge part where she's, it's not huge, it's like a couple paragraphs, but it's her just going like, why do they build long benches onto spaceships? You know, I bet it's to make people who are afraid of space travel feel more at home. And what's the deal with this Dejaric table? <laughs> they don't even say it's a Dejaric table, it's just a little table. Just I mean, probably, it's just some little... Some little end table, probably with a coffee table book on it. Perhaps uh, a dragon walks into a bar. <laughs> Perhaps. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they, popular in Star Wars. They describe it as being a sort of circular bench with a little table in the middle. And I'm like, oh, it's just it's just that little thing from the Millennium Falcon. OK. Yeah. Uh, so I assume that the ship they're on is similar to the Falcon, because why would you come up with a new kind of spaceship when you've got the perfect one already? And uh, so she opens it up and just starts taking out little bits and bops and what have you from the med kit. And starts. And if, if it sounds like I'm taking forever to describe all this, that's because we need the episode to have any kind of length to it at all. I mean, even when she... uh, like Finn comes back and she starts working on his leg, there's like almost an attempt at some sort of like, oh, we we don't have the right med we need to get your leg all better you'll have to when we get to Corellia, you'll you're gonna go into a, a med place for sure is this life-threatening oh not even a little but you know you should no, probably get it checked out <laughs> yeah he's fine she's more worried about scarring than anything else and and uh <laughs> she takes forever fiddling with his leg and He's he's sitting there like, oh, this hurts more than the wound did, huh? Hey, it's weird how you're good at this. How come you're good at this? And you know that's that's our opportunity for one last reminder that where she goes because I'm a bioengineer. Copyright 2004 Lucas Arts Games. Uh, <laughs> I have at least three units of medical experience. I took three units of medical experience at college, space college. <laughs> and I got my degree. <laughs> TV VCR repair. <laughs> Lightsaber stuff. Uh, But yeah, this, even during the like patching up the leg thing, we're getting some light teasing of, you know, what's going to come because he's like, oh, you know, I I tore you from your old life and, you know, do any of us really have a choice in what our decisions are? 
She's like, yes, yeah. obviously. And he's like, what, but what drives, do we? What drives me nuts about this scene is is this is a, a chance for us to do a little intrigue. This is supposed to be kind of a cat and mouse thing, uh, except because our our main character is so deeply deeply unaware of what's going on and completely trusting in this guy. It's really more of like a cat and dead mouse game. Yeah, um, it's it's weird because you could also use this as yeah. like an opportunity to finally get maybe some background on Finn. We've spent this entire book learning everything there is about Dusk Mistflyer and we know almost nothing about Finn and at this point you know, at least when you're getting to like, oh, I'm about to betray you, but you know, oh, why are you so loyal? Why are you afraid of the Empire? Like, we could find out some of the like motivations or background, anything at all. Yeah, well, here's the thing that gets me. I was saying earlier that this is a perfect opportunity to set up a little cat and mouse type shit, right? Because we keep getting unnecessary details. There's a point where uh, she goes, hold on, there's no tissue regenerator in this thing. I could have sworn there was a tissue regenerator. And I'm like, you know, if this book was good, that'd be because he stole it for something he needs to do in a second. Like he's going to stab her and then use that to keep her from dying. Uh. Or something. And then later she's wiping his leg with something and he goes... He's like, what is that? What are you wiping my leg with? And she's like, chromo string. It's a special kind of medicine that helps other medicines get further into your body faster. And I'm like, in a better in a better book, she'd have been lying. She would have already figured out he was the defect or, or the, the traitor. And this is some kind of uh, slow onset anesthetic or something. Oh, yeah. Just some sort of paralyzing agent or whatever. So that yeah. way he's like, ah, it was me, Austin. It was me all along. She'll be like, yeah, I know. And that's why I rubbed your leg earlier with special stuff that'll make you fall asleep in three seconds. That's why I put but, that special sauce in you. <laughs> yeah, like that's the kind of shit that if you're the, it, saying things like it's chromo string, it does the following whatever's. It's like, OK, that's because you're setting something up, but not here. These are just unnecessary details. No, that's probably because chromo string is an item in the game. And she's yes, like, I'm sure I'm using chromo string, which you can find at your local bioengineer office. But where is the tissue regenerator? I guess we'll never know. <laughs> Incidentally, why is the couch so long on this spaceship? Uh, and he, yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, he is weird about the whole situation. He keeps m saying cryptic stuff, as John was mentioning, like, what is real and what is wh what's the difference between loyalty and understanding of a situation and uh, all, all this stuff in, in that basic vein. Um, oh, yeah. It's all just like, you know, setting up the, oh, I don't have a choice thing because he keeps asking, like, you know, when I ripped you out from your life, did you really have a choice? Did I just drag you along like I have in every single scene of this book where I drag you bodily? And, and is there any such thing as determinism, really? Once we choose our fate, we're inevitably set on the path. And she's like, no, that that isn't true. Uh, like, for example, I am currently treating your leg because you got injured. I, I don't have to, but I have chosen to. Yeah. And, you know, you didn't have to take a bullet for, well, a blaster for me. Every time some new set of circumstances comes up, there's new choices. And you can always make new choices when new circumstances show up. Wink. It's weird that I don't know you're about to betray me because I really am sounding like I'm trying to convince you of that. 
Yeah, very true. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I just kind of wanted her to to know what's going on, but she never figures it out until the last possible second. Yeah, no, they they have a another wonderful little kiss, and then Finn's like, "Oh, I gotta, I gotta go drop drop us out of hyperspace. I'll uh, I'll be seeing you in a minute." And she's like, wait, no, don't leave. I think I finally just figured out why these couches are so long. <laughs> it's for big booty bitches. It's for big it's... booty bitches. <laughs> it's for doing it spaceship style. Ah. You know, the, the the 11 and a half parsec high club. <clears throat> anyway, uh, he goes back up to the front and she sits in the back and ruminates on how lucky she is to have such a nice man for a couple of minutes. But he feels it, something's wrong. There's something awkward about his feelings toward, uh, uh, right now and his actions towards me. Oh, yeah. I better go talk to him. Oh, I'm I'm just so glad and grateful that there are choices and consequences that led me here, because everything's great. But what about Finn? I'm worried about him more than me. What about his pain? <laughs> what about that man pain? That's the important kind of pain. Uh, so she just she uh, resolves to head up to the front and try and check on this guy and his pains. But when he get when she gets up there, he's hunched over a console, and in front of that console is some kind of bar filling up from the left to the right. <laughs> he is downloading the holocron into the ship and then also transmitting it somewhere and even with this she freaks out, but she doesn't think that he's a traitor. Instead, <laughs> no, she's true. like, oh, why are you doing that? Is it because the Imperials are about to get us? We were supposed to destroy this instead. Here, I'll put this out the airlock. For shame, you're so dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just having a, a, a stupid moment as far as she can tell. Uh, so so she's like, what are you doing? Oh, no, that's not the right thing to do. And she spaces the, the holocron. And she's like, oh, no, are those re Imperials following us? What are we going to do? And he's like, they are definitely not Imperials following us. I know, for I know every Imperial at once. I am the traitor. <laughs> uh, it's such a flat who gives a shit betrayal, because it's just like, that's not the Empire. <gasps> <sighs> I'm the Imperial agent. <laughs> She's mm -hmm. like, what? <laughs> what the fuck yeah, it's about? so so flatly delivered that it's clear it takes her a second to kind of like even figure out that she should be feeling betrayed or anything. No, I mean, literally it is. I'm the Imperial agent. And then what? I'm the agent. Well, that can't be. <laughs> I, I, incidentally, I did not read chapter one of this book, Finn, and therefore I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> it was me, the Imperial agent, from the beginning. What? What? You mean, you mean that during the prologue with, with Rome Ledge or Lome Reg or whatever his name was? We weren't there, Finn. I wasn't there. I was off at bioengineering camp. Yeah, so I don't know what you mean by I'm the Imperial traitor as if that's a thing we've discussed previously. Huh? It's me. I'm the sad boy. Uh, but now he like, has to actually, you know, explain all of the things that we already knew. Because he's like, oh, you're so dumb. Use your scientist brain and figure it out. Isn't it so convenient that when Tendow was taken that I was there? 
to to grab you and that things and stuff. Yeah, it's really weird because it feels like it's rotating uh, between him being like really sad about this and and feeling like the worst he could ever feel, and and him being mean about this because. His response here is, oh, haven't you figured it out by now? Use your big scientist analytical brain, as opposed to like, I know, it's it's sad that you don't know yet. Yeah, it's sad you, that you're you're just very dumb, but it's okay. So he's like, yeah, okay, so isn't it coincidental that I, that I happened to show up right as your hammerhead friend was dying? And also... Isn't it weird how I showed up right as you were wondering if he might be some kind of spy or something? Well, yeah, I was like, I was oh, you, you only considered him talking to a Bothan as being weird and maybe traitorous because I put the idea of him being a spy in your head. It's mm-hmm. me. I'm the person that's good at my job. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what job? What is this job that you keep telling me that you're good at? Being a rebel? God damn it. <laughs> well, you're not a very good pilot, so you probably don't mean pilot. Uh, <sighs> so eventually it finally hammers its way through her bioengineer brain, and she's like, oh, 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 no, now I can't tell up from down. I am so hurt by, by this revelation. Yeah, and for some reason, I I don't know why he thinks... Oh man, I was really hoping that you would actually be super loyal to the Empire for some reason and not just doing this out of revenge because, you know, maybe we could go back to the Empire together, huh? Yeah, he's he's like, hey, how would you feel about, you know, Empire still? It's not too late. I can tell all kinds of specific lies about what happened here. And she's just like, what the fuck are you? You've spent this entire book solidifying my allegiance to the rebellion. And now you're like, JK lol. Like, if you (laughs) wanted me to come over to the empire, maybe don't spend the entirety of the book convincing me to hate the empire. Yeah. Yeah. And and (laughs) and so he's like, oh, geez. Oh, no, but but. I was hoping that you would be as loyal to the Empire as I am. And I... her response is basically like, okay, look, here's here's the deal. Clearly I'm not. You already managed to sell me on the Rebellion, so congratulations. You're very good at your job of lying. Yeah. And even then she's still like, but wait a minute. If you're from the Empire, why did we get attacked on the way to Corellia? And he's just like, oh, that wasn't me. Some idiot showed up. <laughs> Yeah, that's just Han Solo's general case of extraordinarily bad luck. Uh, but I, I tried to get them to get off me, but I couldn't use the radio to call them because we had that irritating pilot. So I killed him and called them off, but we were already on the way down. Yeah. And, and he, her response to all of this, is she's like, okay, so you got my best friend in the world, Tendow Nandon, killed. Also, you killed that pilot that was that uh, Parali, the pirate who, or pilot who was trying to help us get to uh, Corellia. Uh, Almost and, killed me and forced me to swim in my deepest, darkest fear. Yep. And, and all kinds of other things. Anyway, I'm sure they'll forgive you if you come back. Come on, hug me, boyfriend. Come on. And both of them are doing it because he's like, why don't we return to the emperor 
and we'll just tell him everything's fine. And she's like, no, but if you return to the Rebel Alliance, they'll forgive you. And both of them are just looking at the other one like, you're so, what? No, that's not happening. (laughs) The thing I kept thinking about was uh, she seems to be very okay with forgiving him when she found out that he arranged her best friend's death like a couple days ago. Oh, yeah. And not only that, like a couple of seconds ago did she find out that this happened and she just immediately goes, oh, I see. You, You are a horrible traitor and betrayer and you've ruined uh, any of the good things I had in my life. And you are hot though. So, (laughs) you know, who's to say if it's good or bad. (laughs) You do have that. As I mentioned earlier in this same chapter, unruly hair. I like so much, Hmm. which by the way, I'm, I have to assume at that point that Veronica Whitley Rob or Whitney Robinson, who wrote this, never actually saw the sprite of of uh, Finn Darktrin. Oh goodness, no! The closest she gets is that he's got super dark, nearly black eyes, because that is accurate to the to the sprite. But he doesn't have unruly hair. He's got two mohawks. Yep, very like tightly cropped mohawk. So it's not like they're <laughs> flopping down anywhere. Yeah, there's nothing unruly about them. So that's that's a very confusing... I, I, I just have to assume she never saw the sprite work. Uh, so, so yeah, she's like, no, uh, the, obviously Princess Leia is going to forgive you for all these murders if you just come back. Oh, and also for the for sending that information to the Empire just now, however much of it managed to get sent. So her her capacity for forgiveness is endless. In fact, that's the difference between them and the Empire. That's right. We're forgiving, and we've got a soul. You're like, yeah, sure, you might be like the good guys in this, but if this motherfucker comes back, he's not going to be like, oh, all is forgiven. Yeah, and again, I, I, I it's weird to me that she, her initial reaction is to go right to Princess Leia will forgive you. Who gives a fuck about Princess Leia? Uh, she does, because yeah, it's a she- formative experience to see a lady in a position of power. True, but again, best friend murdered not long ago. This guy did it. Oh, I know. And she's that never that doesn't even come up. There's never a point where she's like, "How dare you? Wait, you got ten down? I'm so mad at you about that." Not it doesn't even show up in the conversation beyond you did that. The end. Yeah, fucking her response to him being like, "I'm sad that I have to betray you," is to then hug him and stroke the back of his head and be like, it's going to be all right. Let me comfort you in your man pain. Yeah. And he's like, why? Thank you for that comfort because it got you close enough for me to stab you in the chest. Ha ha. I'm a bad guy. And now she is stab Ed in the chest. He had some kind of hunting knife and she doesn't even notice she stabbed until she's already staggering away. Stabbed. Yep. And... All we get is that he can't be with her because he fears the Empire too much. Boy, I sure wish we had gotten any sort of information on why that's true, but whatever. No, we're never going to get that. Also, this is the kind of shit that could have happened three chapters ago and led to something interesting about to happen, but we're done here. Oh, yeah. At this point, it's basically just there were uh, the ships that they had seen that she had thought might be Imperials are instead 
uh, Luke Skywalker and Han Solo and whatnot show up because mm-hmm. Luke had a feeling. Mm-hmm. In fact, he had more than a feeling. Yeah, yeah, he probably had a bad feeling about this. And indeed, it was bad. But because they show up, everything's fine, and she's going to get saved by Luke Skywalker, but the, like, escape pod is gone, so, oh no, he got away. It's funny, because she kind of collapses after being stabbed, obviously. She's losing a lot of blood, and she's got a lot of shock going on. So so she collapses, and (laughs) she... And when when then she sees a male figure leaning over her, and she's like, "Is that Finn? Has he come to finish the job?" And and uh, when she realizes it's it's not, uh, she's like, "No, hold on, escape pod gone. He got away. You don't have time to deal with me. More important, go get him. I'm not important." And Luke's like, "No, you are important. You're very important. You're so special. Special. So special. you're so novel." Two different songs. Uh, I know, but I prefer the other one. <laughs> so, anyhow, uh, that's more or less the end of the chapter. She she falls unconscious with Luke calling for first aid, uh, and obviously Finn has escaped in an escape pod. Yep, and now it's just the wrap-up where we get our two uh, know-nothing characters that nobody cares about hanging out with the actual cool people from the movies. Incidentally, I got to assume that's an escape pod with hyperdrive on it. I mean, you would otherwise, have to assume because otherwise they'd be like, yeah, hold on. Let me swing around and get that. Han. Yeah, I know. There's an escape pod floating by the ship. Uh, should I get it or blow it? Explode it. <laughs> He's uh, puttering away at one quarter, the speed of nothing. <laughs> Same. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, you're right. This is the beginning of chapter 15, uh, the the last chapter of the book. And it is, we start with uh, with Dusk talking to Leia. Nope, we start with Finn. <laughs> oh, does it start with Finn? I'm sorry, I had it backwards. Uh, in that case, yeah, we, we are ta- we are hanging out with Finn. He is all the way back on Naboo because we've gone back to where that first chapter, that prologue stuff was taking place. Yep, we're at the uh, Emperor's Retreat. And it's yep. time for Finn to talk to Darth Vader. Notably, it is not time for Finn to talk to Loam Reg. He's Indeed not here. Indeed not, which is weird. Yeah, they make a big deal of introducing the character, and then he's never in anything but the prologue. It's so strange, because you'd think this is Loam's agent. He would yeah. be the one debriefing him, but whatever. I mean, I assume that it was supposed to be that he already debriefed him a while ago, and this is kind of his meeting with Vader afterwards or whatever. But yeah, we certainly don't get any mention of him. He he, he isn't even, like, said, his name isn't even set out here. No, instead, what we have is Finn being a sad boy in the rain out on a ledge on this mm-hmm. retreat, and he's like, um, so covered in rain, I don't even deserve cover. I'm such a bad boy. I'm so naughty. Yeah, you can't even see my tears in the rain because of all the rain, all the rain washing away my tears in the rain. Uh, yeah. The saddest part is that's literally going to happen, and mm-hmm. God damn it! I know it's the last thing that happens. The first thing that happens is he stands outside and feels sad in the rain, and then Vader's like, "Hey, turn around and face me," or whatever. He's like, "Yeah, what up? Let me just drag my soggy ass onto the 
probably very expensive carpet that's in here, like a (laughs) (laughs) sad dog that just came through the doggy door. Yeah, Invader's like, yes, it is raining, because during the prologue, right as it was ending, that other guy said that it was about to rain, and now it is. And that's how you know there's continuity. Also, I'm wearing reading glasses now. (laughs) (laughs) To show I have aged. Uh, So... He goes out, he's like, yeah, okay, well, obviously I failed, I'll accept whatever punishment you want to give me. And Vader, more or less, just asks him a bunch of easily deflectable questions about what happened. Yeah, and I mean, at least Vader here is like, well, you failed only in as much as we didn't get all the data, but we did get some of it, so we can go ahead and move on those. So I won't kill you because you at least... You got a partial success. You got a seven to nine. You can pick one from this list. Yeah. So basically it's like, hey, okay, so hold on. I have several questions for you. Uh, why was there still a, a woman on the spaceship with you who took the thing and threw it into space? And he's like, I didn't have time to kill her on the ground, Lord Vader. I meant to. Okay. Oh, yeah. I see something. That's why, you know, why did you blow up everyone at the Imperial base and not just hand that shit over there? Oh, she had said explosives to start with so you know i had to improvise obviously i am blameless uh and then he's like oh and there's a a huge other piece of information i'm wondering about here uh finn which is you've been to their secret super base on corellia but you did not include the coordinates for it in your report what's the deal oh well you know uh when i got there everyone was already packing up to leave and said that they were going somewhere else and they would contact us after they had moved. So, you know, I figured wasn't important. They were going to be gone. Get out. Mm. Get out. Hmm. <laughs> yes, that is also acceptable. Yes, yeah, we Vader's... wouldn't want to go down to the place where they were and just check out and see if anything is or was there. So, uh, yeah, that makes perfect sense that you wouldn't tell us the super secret base. <laughs> Interesting idea. You know what? Why don't you give me the coordinates anyway, and I'll go check them. Uh, I like, forgot. Uh, <laughs> obviously, I forgot them uh, in in the wash. Uh, I yeah. had them, and now the paper I wrote it down is all crumpled together. It, it washed out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh my! My act dog ate the ate the coordinates. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, Vader does say he's going to get punished, but he's going to figure out the punishment when it's appropriate and at a later time. We aren't sure exactly what the punishment will be yet, but oh, there will be a punishment. Worry not. A punishment arrives. And this is when I thought we were going to get uh, Red showing up because I was like, oh, he's going to be like, yes, and instead of punishing you, we'll punish the guy in charge of you because that's how I get my rocks off. Mm-hmm. That's my weird shit that I like to do. But instead, nothing. Vader just kind of turns and wanders off. But before he can, I guess because Finn is feeling super ultra sad and disappointed in himself and wants to commit suicide by Sith, he's like, hey, hold on one second. You said you felt something was different about me. What kind of potential do you sense exactly? And I got to give the book the little tiny bit of credit it's worth it. it it's due here. It's not for sensitivity. Yeah, thank God, because as soon as he was like, what potential did you sense in me? I was like, don't do it. You've gone this whole book without it. Please don't do it. Yeah, 
And instead, it's, I can tell you're super angry about at Rebels right now. Yes, you've always been faithful, but since your return, you seem cleansed. Uh, what? Yes, you've been on a juice cleanse, I can tell. <laughs> your toxins are flushed. <laughs> what was it, cayenne and lemon? How much apple cider vinegar do you use? <laughs> a single drop in three gallons of water? Ah, homeopathy, the Sith way. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's just like, ah, oh, you're so angry, and that anger will be a fire that purifies you. And I'm not willing to possibly entertain the idea that you are angry at anything but rebels. Yeah. Because even as he's leaving, you get you get uh, Finn thinking to himself, what he doesn't know is I'm angry at myself because I'm the idiot. Because I'm my own worst enemy. <laughs> and then he looks out into the rain again and cries tears that are lost into the rain. Yes, you wouldn't believe what he has seen. Sea beams <laughs> <Yeah>. on fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sea beams glittering off the Tannhauser gate like tears in the rain. All of this is at the end of this book. <laughs> then, okay, at this point, we can go check in on, on Dusk and Princess Leia. Yep, Dusk, much like uh, Finn, is outside looking at the stars in the sky. Oh, why, that deep black nothing out there reminds me of Finn's eyes, how they were so black, like space. <laughs> terrifying eyes like a doll's eyes <laughs> till they roll back <laughs> so uh it, leia comes up to greet her and and she's you know like oh uh, just so we also got the same basic transmission information that the that the empire did so we know a few people on the list as well uh, we're sending out, ru we're rushing out agents to try and help them before the Empire rushes out to murder them. So the well, yeah, game it, is afoot. It's much harder for the Rebellion because they're like, we know he sent out a partial transmission, but we don't know what was in it. So instead of having to go after the very specific ones that the Empire can, we have to go try and get everyone on the list. Right. And at this point, it, we start the compliment parade. <laughs> Well, yeah, because Luke is there with Leia, mm -hmm. and, and she's like, they're oh, all you're the just one who like, rescued oh, me. you, you're so good. You're great. Welcome to the team. Everyone's so excited to have you. You know, Luke had a feeling that something was weird with that mission, and I have to tell you, I thought it was you, because I didn't know you, and how great you are. But you mm -hmm. are. So great. Well, so now great. we know you're great. <laughs> You're worthy of a lot. Welcome to the rebellion. You're going to be, you know what? Fuck it. You're a general. <laughs> you have a name. Sure. Fuck it. I'm Leia <laughs> we were super... and I love making people a general. We were super low on ladies. I do want to say though, in this mm. little bit right here, this is probably, I would say the best we've seen Leia written in a book, period. Uh, yeah, that's true, because she's actually acting like Leia did at this time. Yeah, we get Leia to show up in, like, two chapters of this entire book, mm -hmm. and in both of those, she is acting very competently and as a, like, leader of a rebellion, but in this scene, she also 
is very diplomatic and is like, hey, you know, take whatever time you need. Uh, you know, you're part of the rebellion now, so and so on. Super good. Anyway, uh, I got shit to do, so peace out. I can't spend all day with you. And I'm like, this yeah. is great. Good job. It's Leia not acting like an asshole or an idiot or lazy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's very nice. Leia's Leia's diplomatic and friendly and uh, and direct, and it's a useful bit of information. And of course, Luke just sort of spins on his heels and wanders off. Oh, yeah, because Luke is just there to be like, oh, well, you know, I'm here and... I, I'm I'm basically the MacGuffin that saved you, and she's like, "Ah, thanks. I wouldn't be alive without you." And then Luke's like, "Oh, gosh." Yeah, and I'm sure he was like, "God, I sure hope this doesn't become a recurring thing where I show up in the last thirty seconds of stuff and rescue everybody out of nowhere, and then maybe leave with a little baby Yoda, <laughs> just a little baby." Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyway, now she goes out to a balcony as well, so we can start our uh, our our somewhere out there song routine because both of them are hanging out on balconies and looking up at the sky and she just openly is talking to him. Ah, Finn, I look at the sky and I see you. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I see you, Finn. <laughs> I see I you, son of a bitch. I kind of wanted him to be like, ah, it just kind of oh. ducked back behind whatever tree. <laughs> Weasley. Ah. <laughs> oh. oh no. <laughs> I'm ever so frightened. Uh, yeah, I mean, even now, even back at base after she has been stabbed in the chest, uh, had the one thing she was trying to accomplish be ruined by him, she learned he killed her best friend and caused several other deaths of innocent people, she's like, but you know, still love him, pretty hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely killed, uh, killed people who were super important to me, but... Damn, that unruly pair of weird little mohawks. You you see the cheeks on that guy? I could clap those cheeks all day. <laughs> so that and, and that's more or less the wrap up. We're pretty much done here. Oh yeah, we're just going to have them with a little this might get continued where she's like, "Oh, when we meet yeah. again, we will both know who we are now, a traitor and a rebel soldier." May the force help us both. Uh, I wouldn't say that because, you know, I'd, I'd say maybe may the force help me and not you, you bag of dicks. Well, I mean, she still has a big old crush on him. Ugh. That that never stopped. And also, I don't know if he's a traitor exactly, is he? I mean, he. I think he more or less is just a highly successful spy. Oh, yeah. Like, like he never changed loyalties. He just faked loyalties the whole time. Exactly. He's not really a traitor. He's just good at his job. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but that's not with that's not really that important. Anyway, the uh, yeah, that's the end of the book with her basically saying, I'll see you next book, mister, when our cat and mouse game of <laughs> sort of continues or maybe gets started. I don't even know. Yeah, you just wait. I'm going to get some, I don't know, ranks and get a beast master or something maybe i'll come back with a pet ah. yeah amusingly we find out what what uh what his his rank is in these chapters he's commander finn dark trin oh commander finn dark trin if that even hi is his real name i hope not <laughs> yeah no it's not a good name it's a bad rhyme it just kind of sucks 
So there you go. That's more or less the end of the book. And John, it, I, you know, ordinarily, I, I think at this time, I should probably ask you if you've got any final thoughts before we move on. Well, I mean, we have a whole episode for final thoughts. Okay, fine. We'll talk about that then. Hey, guys, we're going to have a final wrap-up episode for this. If you've got questions about this book, if you're interested in anything that was going on here, or you want questions answered about Star Wars galaxies or anything else, or oh, yeah, just we're experts, opinions on things, obviously. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and ask us. The best way to do that, get onto our Discord, which you can find through our Twitter, uh, at System Mastery. You'll find the link there. You can go into our Discord. We've got an entire Expounded Universe channel. And go ahead and use the hashtag Ruins of Dantooine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, we'll find those, and we'll answer your questions in the wrap-up episode. As is traditional, we'll do the wrap-up episode, take a week off to collect our thoughts, and then dive right into the next book. We have already picked it, but we will announce it at the end of the wrap-up episode, as we always do. Yes, indeed. You'll find out what's next and what's popping next time on Expounded Universe. But if you like our show, if you like and who us, doesn't? if yeah. you like supporting small independent businesses you can head on mm -hmm. over to patreon.com slash system mastery yeah we are a small independent business technically we have an llc and everything true. yeah yeah i, keep I had to pay I... a lot of money for that <laughs> we keep getting credit card ads now yeah they're like hey you're house. a business did you want credit cards and i'm like no i did not no we sure don't thank you very much i mean at some point i think we'll probably actually end up needing one but we can probably push that off until it is finally convention time again yeah until the there comes a time where we actually need to start expensing things because we are traveling hey not as important yeah no not, not right now right now you can stop sending me these things i swear i get one every other day from american express right now Ah, uh, the worst yeah <laughs> so Anyhow, that's going to be coming up real soon. That'll be, actually be this, I think, uh, two, ne this coming Tuesday. Right there in the new year, you'll get to learn all about uh, the, what our final thoughts on this one. We'll answer your questions and we'll move on from there. Support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash systemmastery at the $2 level to unlock those bonus episodes where we go to Wikipedia and we find dumb stories. I know I have one this week. Are you all set? Oh, baby, I am. Oh, that is Ooh, fantastic. Baby, I love your way. Every day. Every day. Hey. Hey, hey. Okay. Well, thank you so much for listening then, folks. I'm sorry it's a bit of a shorter episode, but that's how it is with this book. I can't wait to be done with it. I'm going to throw it away. There Good. It goes. You know, I go. don't think I've actually thrown away any of the books we have read. They are just randomly squirreled away in little parts of my room. So if I go <laughs> try to find something, I'll be like, what the fuck is this crucible? What the fuck? I'm trying to go through a purge right now in my room, and I think I think a lot of these books are going. <laughs> I mean, granted, I don't think I'll actually throw it away. I think it's going to go in my donate to a library pile, and then they could throw it away because I sure I'm sure that they do not have space on their shelves for a 2004 MMO tie-in Star Wars novel. But you never know; someone out there might be hungry for it. Oh yeah, hungry for that, and also hungry for. Uh, justice. Crumpets. <laughs> hungry for crumpets. But, yes, but also hungry for crumpets. <laughs> God damn it. All right. Uh, let's get out of here. I am, I am very hungry. All right. Great. 
Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for supporting us. We will see you next time. I've been Elan Sleeves Bagiano. And I still love my death sticks. Oh, I know they're out there.